All right, welcome back to the SportsMed Analytics Podcast. I am Deepak Chona. Thank you for tuning in. Now, we're going to dive right in. We got a lot of NFL to cover, starting with Brock Purdy. And we're optimistic that his chances of playing week one just increased. He's now started some light throwing in his program, which is right on schedule and means the nerve irritation that he was having earlier has resolved. That was the main potential holdup, and the rest of the recovery is really more mechanical and more predictable. Now he'll likely be cleared at six months, which will be right around the start of week one. We would lean slightly towards him playing in the opener, and definitely by about week six, we really expect Purdy to be taking over. Then we have another guy who's been in the news this week, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, don't undersell his performance. He still put up some strong numbers in five games with Kyler Murray in 2022. Nook averaged 97 yards per game. He did miss a game to injury last year, as well as six for PEDs. And then he missed six games the year before that. But prior to that, in eight seasons, he had only missed two games. Couple that with the fact that the elite wide receiver injury rate does not tend to rise until at least age 32. So we have heavy reason for optimism here. And then we have Derrick Henry. Now, speaking of older players, the drop-off will have to come for Derrick Henry. There's just no real evidence to suggest that it's now. His injury history itself has no red flags in it. And yes, it would be logical to assume that a guy with almost 1,800 carries is a high-risk player. But the data suggests he's in this elite durability running back group who ironically has more touches but also lower injury rates than the average player. Then we have a couple of high-profile Ravens. Odell Beckham Jr. first represents major sleeper value. Despite two ACLs, the data suggests that he can really make a star comeback. As you may remember, he was arguably the Super Bowl MVP the first half of the game before he got injured. So he had returned to a pretty high level after that first ACL. Now, there is a real production dip with a second ACL, but that tends to last about 18 months, and he'll be at 19 by week one. Overall, pretty optimistic about Odell Beckham Jr. He's not necessarily at a high re-injury risk. You just have to remember that if he suffers a re-injury to that same knee, that unfortunately could mean a career ender. And then lining up on the other side, Rashad Bateman. Now, he is a player who has been trending up on draft boards. He does project to hit 100% this season coming off of his Liz Frank, but be mindful that it may not be right at the start of the season. Our algorithm projects him to hit that 100% mark in mid to late October. The Liz Frank dip t- takes 10 to 12 months, but it does recover. So especially towards the end of the season, looking very promising for Rashad Bateman. And then we have a pair of young receivers. First, Seahawks, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Lost most of last year to a severe hamstring. And that recent history does increase his risk of overall injury about 20% over the first few years. But it goes down over time, and there's no lingering performance impact expected here as long as he avoids re-injury to this hamstring. And then another case of a hamstring last year, Packers' Christian Watson, Based on the timing of his injury last year, we would use the last nine games of the season as Watson's true performance measure, and that was 71 yards per game, seven touchdowns over the nine-game stretch. Certainly, big change, obviously, from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, 
But for Christian Watson, I think you got to throw out the first few weeks of the year when he was battling a hamstring and was coming in and out of lineup. And then we have Raiders Jimmy G. Now, the injury wasn't missed. And I think that's an important clarification because the current treatment plan and method is not necessarily a great surprise. Probably what it means is that the injury just didn't heal perfectly. But if it's truly accurate that he underwent a cleanup procedure in March, the return to football from that is three to five months and should put him back in the Raiders starting lineup to, to open the season. And then we have the Saints' Michael Thomas. Now, we've gotten a lot of questions about him. He did show brief flashes of his Pro Bowl form last season, and the latest toe injury that he had shouldn't prevent that next year. The thing we have to keep in, co- in mind with Michael Thomas is that he's now had cluster injuries, and that is specifically when his foot and ankle has undergone a lot of procedures and and been the reason for a lot of missed games. It tends to be not getting better over over the age of 30. So Michael Thomas is a high injury risk player, unfortunately, going forward. And then we have the Colts' Shaq Leonard. Now, we're really expecting a return to peak form here. He had two surgeries for a nerve and spine issue, but that was the reason for the recovery being long, not necessarily that he had some unexpected complication or highly severe re-injury. In his case, the data strongly predicts a pre-injury a return to pre-injury performance, and it certainly sounds from reports that his prior issues have been resolved. And then we have the Bears' Eddie Jackson. Now, he had a severe Liz Frank injury, but didn't have to have surgery, so he should be fully cleared by camp. Data suggests 100% of his explosiveness to recover somewhere in the first half of the season, probably not week one, but somewhere in the first eight weeks. And that's all we got for now. If you like the show, don't forget to hit subscribe, share it with your friends. And if you want your questions answered, hit us up on Twitter at SportMD Analysis and Instagram SportsMed Analytics. Until next time.